This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. 1 Samuel 17, 38 says, Then Saul gave David his own armor. Saul gave David Saul's armor. This is important. A bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, he strapped the sword over it, and he took a step or two to see what it was like. For he had never worn such things before. Notice his words. He says, I can't can't wear this. I can't go in this. He protested to Saul. He said, I'm not used to this. I I can't carry your armor. Can I just go ahead and tell you? We've been trying to equip our children to win in a different generation with the armor we wore. So David took them off again. Father, I pray today that you'll speak to our hearts as we have this message. God, change our lives, change who we are, make us who you want us to be. Equip us, O God, to become a righteous generation, serving you with all the sinners. In Jesus' name, amen. When I talk to you about the fact that David had to put on armor, I want to just go ahead and give you two things because we're going to talk about armor today. There are two kinds of armor. The first kind of armor is armor that protects us, okay? Armor that protects us. In case you haven't realized this, life is constantly going to try to knock you down. Life's going to try to set you back. No one wants you to advance. If you step up in the world, your neighbors say that you think you're too good for them. If you if you try to make a change, a lot of times your family says you think you're better than us. If you if you try to uh, uh, go back to school with a, a fresh outlook, people will, will tend to remind you of who you were last year. And the world is constantly trying to pull you back and pull you down, and take from you the advancement that you've made. And some of you have made significant advancement over the last few months. God's done some great things in your life, and the enemy does not want you to go forward. That's why every time you start advancing uh, for the kingdom of heaven, the enemy raises up a standard and comes and attacks you. Then there's a different kind of armor. There's the armor that restricts us. This kind of armor is the armor that normally wasn't made for us, but we end up finding ourselves going to that armor, climbing inside that armor, trying to, to, to feel safe when we feel vulnerable. It normally is something that's not positive. Normally it's not something that's healthy for us. And so we find ourselves living, hiding in this armor with no momentum, no movement forward, and it's keeping us from winning for, and actually it's keeping us from living. Now, several years ago, I began a sermon series with the suggestion of our young people. Some of those young people are now parents. And this sermon series was called PG. Because what happened was a group of students came to me and they said, Pastor, we live in an X-rated world, but we don't even have PG truth. I said, what do you mean? They said, well, what's PG stand for? And they said, I said, parental guidance. They said, we live in an X-rated world and we desperately need our parents to guide us. 
And what happened was, is because the parents wanted to seem cool enough that the kids wanted to be around them. Nobody, they, they wanted to make sure that they want everybody got a prize and everybody got a trophy and everybody got this. Nobody wanted to set anybody back because of their own scars and their own pains and all of these things and all of these struggles that they ended up playing these games with their young people. And their young people desperately wanted somebody to stand up and say, this is the way you should go. This is the way you should turn. This, this, this will help you in life. And so what the young people really were saying was this. They're saying there's some giants out here that need to die. And since you won't kill them, we're having to face them. And we're trying to kill them. And the truth is, we know the giants that our children are fighting because the giants our children are fighting most often are the giants that we have fought in our own lives. Don't make me wait for an amen all day. You see, when David volunteered to fight Goliath, we end up sounding more like Saul than like David. David said, uh, hey, I can do this. And Saul pulls David aside in 1 Samuel 17, 33, and he says, now let me just be clear, uh, uh, David, you can't do it. Can I just go ahead and tell you, that should never come out of the, the mouth of a parent to your young person. When they come to you and say, I'm going to find a way to serve God. I'm going to find a way to break the generational curses that have attached to our family. Don't you dare look at them and say, don't you think you're better than we are? You look at them and say, that's right. Don't give up. Don't back down. Keep on fighting. Keep on doing what you need to do. You don't have to have the same scars that we have. And so what God's looking for parents who are willing to give some guidance who says, yes, you can be better, and yes, you can live with scars that we don't carry. You see, if the connections of our world have taught us anything, is that we all really fight the same giants. Can I get an amen for that? We know our kids are being hit with all kinds of traps. Our kids are being hit with all kinds of dangers. Why? The reality is this, because we're being hit with all kinds of traps. And we're being hit with all kinds of dangers. Our lives are in danger of losing our own freedoms. So what do we do? We try and put the armor on them that helped us survive, and they're fighting differently than we fought. And we've got to evaluate the process. Saul goes on and explains to David, he says, listen, you're no match for the giant. You're no match for the giant. Because the giant's been kill killing people like you since you were a young person. Can I tell you how the story would have been different in my life? I, literally, you've heard me say this a bunch of times, but I'm supposed to be like 8th or ninth or 10th generation drunk Native American. And what would have happened if when I went to my parents, if I went to them and said, I'm not going to be like our relatives, I'm not going to walk in those things. What if my parents had looked at me and said, you know what, every generation has thought that. You just give up now. You just stop trying now. Why don't you just accept the fact that our family's always been addicted? And what if they had had said that to me, then I would have ended up one more generation broken, one more generation that, that was wounded. But instead, my parents said to me, you know what? God broke something out of us in an altar, and we want you to never walk in that either, son. Why don't you become who God's called you to be? And stop telling this generation that they have to live scarred. I'm trying to behave. But we all know I can't. You see, David heard his words, but David allowed himself to remember God's promises. David had a decision to make. He would navigate the traps and dangers 
wearing someone else's armor, or he would walk in the faith that he knew to be true. Now we do the same in our own lives. We do the same in our own worlds. We're wide open for attack. So what do we do? We put on false armor and we hide in addictions. The sad reality is this. Listen to me. We live in an addicted generation. The sad reality is we live in an addicted generation. Why do I want you to say amen to that? Because I want you to to verbally realize with me that what I'm saying to you is truth. Why? Because we may not think of ourselves as addicted, but the truth is the matter is very, very important that we have things in our lives that we feel like we can't live without. It could be alcohol. It could be relationships. It could be shopping. I just, some lady looked at me like, "Mm, don't go there. (laughs) It could be accomplishments. It could be drugs. It could be adrenaline. Or it could be social media. Mm Mm-hmm. I went there. I just put alcohol and social media in the same category. Some of you are like, mm-hmm. How are you going to justify that? Well, guess what? I have a game for you. I have created a game show for you. And say, welcome to my game today. Today we're going to play, is it one or both? Can you say that with me? Is it one or both? We're going to see if we have any winners today. As we equate, is it alcohol or social media? Is it one or Oh, you're really, really good. So the questions today, we have three questions to see if we have a winners in the audience today. Here we go. Is it one or both? Here we go. So one of these or both of these, Dallas, quickly, will cause people to dance around singing songs that they don't even understand. Oh. Both alcohol and social media. All right, you've, you've successfully completed question number one. Let's move on to question number two. It will cause vulnerable people to turn to these things at their most vulnerable moments, looking at them, trying to cope with their situation. One or both? You're right. That's question number two. We're only one step away from winning today's prize game. Here we go. Is it one or both? It will cause people to focus on people who don't, who they don't even like, but somehow can't move on from. You have won the grand prize. Yes. Good job. That is your grand prize. Good job. So. The reality is we're enslaved to something that we can't break free from. And the truth is, we look at this when we go, this is evil, while we shake our heads doing this, going, yeah, look how bad messed up they are. I realize that your pastor even struggled with this because that lady likes to watch shows that are really intense. She likes to watch those like real move, uh, murder things, you know, where they're trying to figure that stuff out. And I'm like, Ooh, who did it? Who did it? And every time I pull these things out and, and, and when it gets real, real tense and somebody's about to jump out around the corner or something, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> and I realized I was doing the same thing. I was finding some way to pacify my 
my vulnerability. And the thing is, that's all that drugs and alcohol and pornography and all those things have tried to do all these years. They try to pacify your vulnerabilities. So God's given me a message today that seems a little strange. But here's what you need to understand. The giant of addiction can rob you of God's best for you. Whether it's alcohol or social media. The giant of addiction is trying to destroy who you are. And we're enslaved to things that we can't break free from. And, and you're going, Pastor, what does this have to do with anything? And the reality is we're, create, we're raising up a more addicted generation than we are ourselves. Because what, listen to what I'm about to say to you. The average child, listen to this, the average child age four spends 80 minutes a day on TikTok. With a video only 15 seconds long, that means they see 320 videos a day with the TikTok algorithm sprinkling in perversion and pornography every so many videos. That means your four-year-olds are being dosed with perversion over and over and over and over and over and over again. And we wonder why they're growing up trying to dress like women that have no business telling anybody how to dress and trying to treat women the way that, that men who curse women regularly and four-year-olds are seeing it and they're trying to treat them poorly. Why? They don't know how to be who God's called them to be, the women that God's called them to be, the men that God's called them to be. They don't know how to be who God's called them to be because they're constantly being dosed with perversion. You see, it will lead you down a never-ending path to a never-fulfilled promise, and in the end, it will stand over you, ridiculing you and demeaning you, and will not allow you to walk in the fame and glory that God has for your life. So how are you going to walk in what God's called for you, what Jesus won for you on the battlefield. Listen to me. The key is to look past the symptoms of the addiction and find the cause. So what is the source of the chaos in your life? Why do you feel so inadequate? Why do I fear being known? Where is the pain coming from? Listen to me today. Unless you're willing to look for what is causing your problems, the giant of addiction is not going to fall. And here's the truth. Most of us follow a pattern where when we feel vulnerable to attack, it makes us feel weak. The weakness in turn compels us to cover up and to cope. And when we try to cover up and cope, we run to an addiction. But fortunately, there is a solution. Listen to me today. If we've learned anything through this thing, is when we find something that's been helping us cope and we can't stop doing it, we can't stop. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I have a, I have almost defeated this, this enemy from my life. And, and, and I've knocked out 90-something percent of my social media use this summer because I got tired of constantly getting cut every time that I went on there. And I said, you know what? I'm just done with this mess. And I, I started backing away from it, but it, it, it never fails. I have a friend who says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what they said about you. And then I find myself right back there. going, Bruh. And I don't want that. I don't want that in my life. So I said, what must I do to defeat this? Listen to what I'm about to tell you. This has helped me more than anything through this series. I did not mean this to come out in this series, but we've been talking all throughout this series that the truth is, listen to what I'm about to say to you, the truth is that the problem of social media and any other addiction started in the garden. Do you know that TikTok uses, listen to me, now, I, and I, I've not told you that, 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 I mean, some of you learned how to... I mean, I, I watched some of TikTok taught me things, and you know what? Half of the ones I watch don't work anyways. 
It's like, this is the better way to eat pistachios. It didn't even work. It's like, this is, didn't teach me anything. Listen to me. Here's the thing. There's an algorithm that's based on three questions. Before I give you those three questions, let me tell you what the devil did in the garden. He said, look at this. And the Bible says she saw it as pleasing. He said, why can't you have it? And here's what your life will be like if you have it. It's pleasing. Why can't you? You deserve it. Here's what your life will be like when you get it. Do you know what three things that TikTok uses as, as their algorithm? What do you think is attractive? What is keeping you from getting it? And here's what your life will be like after you get it. Now, this may not appear on your TikTok things or on your Instagram or Facebook feeds, but if I go on mine, there's, there's always an ad that says, are you ready for this? It blows my mind every time. It says, one pill makes the fat melt away. Watch this. Here is what you want. You deserve it. Here's what your life will look like. You'll have abs. I said, I have abs. I just haven't seen them in 30 years. Come on now. But here's the problem. If one pill could wipe away fat, none of us would need me to use that as an illustration. The devil is a genius at saying, oh, what do you want? Here's the reason why you deserve it, and here's how you'll get there, and then you end up somewhere where you just wasted your money. Or let me say, wasted your time. Or wasted your life. And he says to these young ladies, if you'll just show them this much, it'll get you this. And you'll end up here. And what they thought would make them be fame ends up being shame. And if you'll do this, guys, you'll be tough and you'll be strong and, and, and the girls will love you. And, and, and instead you end up here alone and you don't even know how to treat someone of the opposite sex. Because your mind's been changed by people who are selling you the same three lies from the garden. See, the problem is we find ourselves running into old armors, and God's called us to set us free. And I'm going to hurry here today. And what we've got to realize is very simple, is that Jesus has called us to a better life. He's called us to not seek after perfection in this world, but to seek after a place in the kingdom of heaven. To know that whenever I'm vulnerable, whenever I'm not the perfect, that doesn't cause Jesus to push me away. That causes Jesus to draw close because he said, when you're weak, I am strong. When you are vulnerable, Jesus says, vulnerable, able. Jesus says, I am able. When you are vulnerable, he is able. 
But probably the greatest lie you face when you fall into the addiction of this world. And see, what I want you to get today is that somehow you got to keep this hidden. And the truth is, you'll never get free living in darkness. You got to bring it into the light. You got to say, I need some help. There's men that have called me and said, hey, pastor, I need you to help me with this. There's women that have said to my wife, I need you to help me with this. And what they're doing is they're speaking their, their weaknesses into the light so that somebody will hold them accountable. Now, listen, this is important what I'm about to say to you. You've got to have accountability in your life. First off, let the parents be honest. If your child does not meet the minimum age uh, requirement for a social media platform, don't let them have it because when you justify it and say, well, I know you'll be there in six months or a year, what you're doing is telling your child, I'll lie for you. And when you lie for them, don't be shocked when they lie to you. And you go, why, is, why would you say that, Pastor? Because some of our young people showed me this algorithm that's designed to entrap your kids Listen to me, they have discovered that the same endorphins that, that you receive when you take cocaine are released when you are addicted to social media. This is what I'm about to say to you. This is important. TikTok itself, it's sort of like these things, it's not necessarily an evil source, but TikTok says this. Are you ready for this? In the settings of TikTok, they took me there. It says this, our website is not, or our platform is not safe for the immature adolescent mind. Please consider heeding our advice and activating our family pairing feature on your minors TikTok pages. Go there, you read it yourself. This way you'll be able to protect them against the videos they see, they produce, and you'll read every message that any predator sends to them, and you can see every friend they have. Now, how many of you think that'd be a great thing? Not one kid said amen. <laughs> I'm trying to save your lives. Parents. Do you, do you stay quiet because you don't want your kids to go look at your videos? But the truth is, what would change if you saw every video they saw? Some of you would be like, I'd be breaking that phone. You paid $900 for that phone. Don't break it. <laughs> Fix it. Change it. Go in there and put some accountability in there, some PG. 
I said, no, we want you preaching about the Bible. I am preaching about the Bible because whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are of a good report, well, come on now, I, I want you to think on these things. There, against which there are no, there is no law against these things. Why? Because I'm trying to get your mind off of the fact that every, the algorithms throwing in porn perversion and, and all kind of addiction into their world constantly. And what would happen if you went, wait, wait, wait a minute, who, 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 who is, Frog friend 1242. Uh-huh. You know what? You might find out that a predator is stalking your family because your family paired with them. Oh, hold on. I'm coming around. What would happen if we got so open? I thought to myself, I didn't plan this, but yesterday uh, we, we were uh, uh, away and I handed my wife my phone, my wallet, and my keys, and she walked away. She said, I didn't even think about having your wallet. Look at that. And I thought to myself, my wife can see everything from my life. She can go anywhere and go through anything in my truck. She can take anything out of my wallet. I need to check that. (laughs) But the reality was, I said, I sure am glad that there's nothing in any of those that I want her to see. We share the same codes. What would happen if somebody else could just look into your world? What would happen if your father had family pairing with you? Some of you, you don't know my dad. (laughs) I'm not talking about your dad. Your standard's a little low with what I said. I said your father. Oh, 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 he does. He sees every video. He hears every word. He reads every connection. He sees everything that you're allowing to get inside of your mind. And he's sometimes going, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I, 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 has your phone ever gotten hot? Is that God saying, I'm about to blow this thing up? Because he says, I see where you are and you have no business being there. I didn't say this in the other service. Let me just go ahead and say this. Some guy says to you young ladies, send me a pic. And you know it's inappropriate. He is a loser and he does not deserve you. You clap for that one. But now let, let me just say this. Some girl says to you guys, send me a pic. She's a loser and she does not deserve you. <laughs> they say, how about let's be pure? You're on a really, really good start. You see, instead of running to our addictions, what would happen is when you feel the need to cover up, you started running to Jesus. And why, instead of watching the world tell me, this is where I'll end up, that never ends up that way? We started to do some TikTok fails this morning for you. Because if you try your best to make that one thing the way they say to make it, it rarely ever turns out that way. Can I tell you that there has never been a God's word fail in my life, ever? If he said, do do it my way, it's always worked out for my God. 
If you will honor the Lord. See, some of you are going, I just don't know about that. It's because you haven't tried him. I have tried him. And he has never let me down. Amen. You stand with me today. So if you expected me to come here and tell your children for you that TikTok is the devil, I didn't. But if you expect me to tell you, you need to know what they're looking at, I did. And you need to be involved in their worlds. If they won't let you be their friend, they don't need to have that. Now, if they do trust you to be their friend, don't put something stupid on their page. Unless you and I want to do a dance video for them, then you can post that. Just trust. Trust that God's speaking to you today. Because instead of maybe trying to put your armor on them, why don't you put your armor on you? And let them put the armor God has given them on them, and y'all get in the battle together. And say, tell me where you're weak, because this is where I'm weak. And, and the, you know, one of the greatest things that helped me overcome is one time when my father said, this is my weakness, son. And I said, okay, Dad, how are we going to fight that together? Because it let me know that I wasn't the only one fighting. You can overcome. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I promise you we'll be back to normal next week. That's just the way it works. But there's not an ounce of regret about this sermon in my heart. Because if one parent saves one young person's purity, if one parent gets free and reclaims their purity, I've done my job. And I've preached righteousness. For without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Without the faith in the things of God, and I'm going to pray, and this service is going to be a thing of the past, and i got an announcement for you at the end of the service, but with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to ask, if you struggle with some kind of addiction, and you're ready, you, throughout this whole series, you're ready, you're ready for that giant to fall. Can I just see your hand? Would you hold it up high in this place? Literally hands going up all over this place. It's going to fall in the name of Jesus. It's going to fall in the name of Jesus. It's going to fall in the name of Jesus. It's going to fall in the name of Jesus. It's going to fall in the name of Jesus. My goodness, somebody finding freedom right now as I'm speaking. There's a joy rising up within you because there's a hope. There's a new hope that it's going to fall. And it's going to stop with this generation. It's not going on to another generation. It's going to cease. It's going to stop. It's going to be broken. Father, I pray today that good family conversations will be stirred out of this. Good moments of connection will be stirred out of this. Victory will come. Hope will come. Joy will come. And Lord, that you will protect the purity of our young people. God, I'm just going to pray what just came in my heart. I don't know. 
I don't. I didn't pray this in any of the other service, but I'm going to pray. In this room right now, there are teenagers. There are students right now. I'm going to go ahead and start praying for the students. There are students in this room right now that have been called, many of them, to be the, the leaders of this land. Lord, there are judges in this room right now. God, there are teachers and, and doctors and lawyers. Lord, there are, there are craftsmen in this room. God, there are, there are artists in this room. God, there are people who have been given favor in this room right now. And God, I pray that though the enemy has convinced them that they are too scarred, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, your victory begins to overtake them. And these young people will go into this year under the safety, the provision, and the grace of the living God, not trying to be what somebody else wants them to be, not trying to look at something they have no business looking at, but God lifting up their eyes to the Lord and becoming who you've called them to be, not past generations redone, but Lord, the new generation, the Jacob generation, who is called, anointed, and chosen for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said amen and amen. Come on, give God a praise today. Amen. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.